0: Welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show, brought to you by the Keystone Sports Network. Get the best Penn State sports news and analysis at KeystoneSportsNetwork.com or download the Keystone Sports app from your smartphone.
1: Hello and welcome to the Keystone Kickoff Show. I'm Jim Galante, along with Big Daddy Dustin Hawkinsmith. Dustin, it's been a couple weeks since we've been together. Great to be back with you.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good to be here, and I mean that on, in a radio sense. For you, it's good to be here, as in on planet Earth. Uh, we, had, we had two very different reasons for our respective absences from the show. I was at Disney World, and y- you were... I'll let you explain what was going on for anybody who hasn't heard yet.
1: You were at Disney World. It was quite a different vacation for me. I was on a table having something stuck through my wrist all the way up my arteries into my heart to remove a blockage, Dusty. I talked about this a little bit last week on the show with T. Frank. Um, Yes, I had a heart attack. Uh, The good folks at Geisinger Hospital put me back together, uh, got rid of the blockage. I'm fine as can be. I took the week off, really didn't need to. I was fine right away, Uh, but I do want to extend a thank you, first of all, to my close family and friends who all supported me through this as this was going on, and I want to say a big thank you also to, I'll call them my extended friends, and those are our listeners, and I got several of them after they heard what happened, Dusty, they sent in some just wonderful emails and text messages and so on with good wishes and prayers and all that which i really appreciate and uh one of them said you know jim i don't know you but i know you i feel i know you and that's really been the case with our listeners we are who we are on the air if you know us on the air you do know us and yes many of you have become friends I appreciate it and I appreciate all the well wishes, Dustin. While you were off at Disney World having a good time.
0: Yeah, there there were times at Disney where I might have wanted to trade places with you, but um, but most of the time <laughs> most of the time it was a, ha- it was a happy time. Um, and and you know to to your point, you know, you and I take about an hour to do this show each week. A lot of times we spend about a whole additional hour Talking in the exact same way about a variety of things. Sometimes it's Penn State stuff. Sometimes it's politics or whatever. And it sounds exactly the same. And I think, you know, that's the really cool part of doing something like this is like, you know, we're out there. You know, this is who we are. I don't think there's there's a whole lot of false or fake about what we're trying to be on the air. We just are hopeful that, you know, who we are in day-to-day life and how we follow the Penn State football program and all that translates into people being interested and or entertained. So uh, it was nice in a time like that for you to get a little confirmation that uh, what we do here is heard and appreciated and people do feel like they know you a little bit.
1: I had one other person just speaking of all this to s- tell me to be careful going forward. Do not let Dustin and T. Frank and Andy and Ross stress me out. Okay. So that's your warning, Dusty. Don't stress me out. You hear that? Well,
0: I, uh, I'm i going to try my best to, to do that. But um, <laughs> no have that promises. creeping in. The, it'll be a real widow maker situation here jimmy to borrow your phrase
1: <laughs> all right i'm sure everyone is tired of hearing about all that how about if we move on to college football we are going to pick up our series on penn state football through the decades we haven't forgotten although we may wanted to the decade of the 2020s there were just two years of it very eventful We'll get to that starting in quarter number two. Let's hit the news, Dustin. And I think this, I'm not sure it got as much play as it should have, but the NCAA has gotten together, and they made a ruling that on the surface may not sound like a big deal. And what the ruling said was conferences, previously the rule was you had to split into divisions, have a division winner to have a championship game, and that's how you do it. They changed that rule where that no longer has to be the case so the individual conferences could pick out how they want to do this. In other words, you could get rid of divisions, play your schedule, and whoever the two top teams are could meet to pick their champion or play for the championship. Pretty good rule, I think, Dustin, but with a lot of ramifications.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think... For starters, uh, does anybody have as big a, a division discrepancy as the Big Ten? You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm legitimately asking the question because it's hard to think of anybody that does. Uh, and the Big Ten with the East and the West before was the leaders and the legends. And I think the Big Ten... You know, was was really, really hesitant. I would say, overly hesitant to make any change as to how these divisions were stacked up. You know, and and I and I get it. You know, you're reacting to current situations when you're looking at the power programs and stuff like that, and and not one to make a knee jerk reaction to who's good and who's not. So they're sticking by the geography breakdown of of East versus West. And really, I mean, Ohio State, Michigan. Penn State, Michigan State. I mean, the the odds of, of three of those teams being really, really good every year were gonna be strong all through the twenty twenties and twenty thirties. Like so this is almost like a Get out of jail free card for the Big Ten, and I think it's good for everybody, and will allow more flexibility on how they do things. And you know, you'll have the top two teams, legitimately the top two teams, playing for your conference championship. And in some cases, I mean, you could see a lot of seasons, Penn State or uh, Ohio State play Michigan in the game in the season finale, and then maybe see them right back in action uh, in the in the Big Ten championship game. It looks like. Um, 2023, we'll see most, if not all leagues go with this approach. I I don't think I've seen anything from the big 10 specifically about this yet, but, uh, I would expect everybody to kind of follow suit. And then it's just kind of a matter of, okay, what's your scheduling philosophy from there? How many conference games will there be? Will there still be nine? How will you determine who's on a yearly basis? Who will cycle in? Who will cycle out? All that stuff. So all those details kind of remain in the balance. And uh, I guess I would shift a question back to you, Jim. And I think I made I made a note of this too. Is uh, if if Penn State could have let's say three
1: protected games each season, who should those three protected games be? And. What you're alluding to is that is what the ACC plans on doing it. They Which call I it like. the three five five. Three protected games you play every year, and then the other ten teams in the whole conference, you play this five this year, that five the following year. And so you get to everybody. And that's a tough question. What I find interesting is also in your notes, Dustin, you put it who should be Penn State's protected rivals, like Michigan State, Ohio State? How about Michigan? Well, the problem with that is you can't have it both ways. You can't say, oh, give us all those good teams as our protected rivals and then complain because you got got a, a really tough schedule, which is where Penn State is sitting right now. So even though you've got to protect rivalries or you want protected rivalries, and there are some within the Big Ten, God forbid a season happened without Ohio State playing Michigan, you know. That, that could not happen. And plus, they got to play at noon on the last week. Um, you know, there's this situation where I want it to be fair also. And by the way, I don't think it's fair for if Michigan's rivals turn out to be Michigan State, Ohio State, which seemed terribly logical, and then you give them Penn State also. That's not fair to Michigan. So right. if you took Michigan out just by that kind of rule, How do you? I think you have to balance it. So we're we're probably going to see some kind of Maryland and/or Rutgers because of the geography. Then, is it Ohio State? Is it Michigan State? Or conceivably both those teams? I don't think it would be also Michigan. I got the
0: three I would propose. And I I, Go ahead. I said, you know, Penn State is the most likely to get stuck with Maryland and or Rutgers because of the way the geography is. And the Big Ten has kind of made it clear uh, about that just with proximity. So I think Maryland as one, Michigan State as two, and Iowa as three. I think that is, that's pretty balanced. I think there's some legitimate um, rival type. Uh, feelings in in all Three of those I think Michigan State With the land grant trophy and them being Pretty similar institutions and I think um, You know the way they've played Each other under James Franklin is rivalry Like and, and I think would be a pretty Balanced uh, matchup Maryland you know I think we're Perpetually expecting them to grow in, Into something more under Mike Loxley it Hasn't quite been there but you know there There's a little bit there I, I would Certainly if it comes down to Rutgers or Maryland I think Penn State Maryland is a better fit and then I think um, Iowa, just the way things are going and how good those games have been and how much bad blood there, there is there, that is a balanced section of, of the Big Ten. And there poten- there's potential for entertaining matchups. I think those three would make it, you know, not too hard, not too easy, kind of right in the middle. That's what I think.
1: I like it, Dusty. And then how about you hit Michigan and Ohio State every other year?
0: Yeah, and I and I and I think that's fair. That's that's opportunity in your schedule to play against the Big Ten's best without being saddled with an impossible schedule. Which you know anybody in the Big Ten East who's not Ohio State or Michigan has kind of been saddled with this schedule uh, this you know daunting task of having to face those guys every single year. Uh, I think every other year would be great.
1: It makes a lot of sense, Dustin. So that's why it doesn't have a prayer of happening. Too it will much not. sense. And to understand, though, the ramifications of this going forward, one of the big concerns everyone had was in expanding the playoffs is if you get an automatic bid to the conference champion, and if you did it with two divisions, you had a situation where you could have an undefeated Ohio State play a three- or four-loss Iowa team. Iowa upsets them, and they get the Big Ten's automatic bid, versus having, say, like this past year, it may be Michigan versus Ohio State, the two best teams in the conference last year. So I don't want to say it doesn't matter who wins, but you're okay with either team winning and representing the conference.
0: Yeah, I think it's different if you have the two best teams, as determined by whatever criteria, win percentage, whatever. Uh, the two best teams, and if it happens to be the second best Big Ten team that, that gets in, okay. But if it happens to be the fifth best, let's say, which would be a uh, Wisconsin or an Iowa in some seasons, then there's a little bit of issue with that. So this mitigates that risk a, a little bit, and I think is a good, uh, a good sign that more change is coming. This has been the, the season of change for, for college football, and we're still just at the
1: beginning. We really are, Dustin. Um, It's just the tip of the iceberg, but let's say they did it right this time. I think it's a solid rule change. It will help out, and specifically, it'll help the Big Ten. Now, it might take the Big Ten a while to figure it out, but it, it will help in the Big Ten. All right, Dusty, that's it for quarter number one. Stick around. Quarter number two, we will get back to our Penn State football through the decades will handle the 2020s. Stay tuned.
0: This is Jen from Collegiate Athletic Travel. We've been offering travel to the biggest Penn State games for over 50 years. This fall, we continue that tradition in partnership with Keystone Sports Network with a trip to the Penn State-Auburn game. Join us for charter flight, staying at the team hotel, transportation to and from the game, and even a great tailgate party at the stadium are included. For more information, go to athletictravel.com Or call 1 800 788 4414. See you there. What defines the special spirit of Penn State? Why Penn State, by author Greg Woodman, looks to Happy Valley in the 1980s for answers. Featuring rare photos, original essays, and exclusive interviews with Coach Paterno, this beautiful 256 page full color hardback edition explores the why behind We Are. It's chicken soup for the Nittany Lions' soul and makes the perfect gift for any Penn Stater in your life, including you. Order today at whypennstate.com.